Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Today we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. So we, he, we see how the devil tempt every part of the soul, beginning from the bottom up to the top. I would like, I should like to begin with something that this great doctor, St. Augustine, says. He says the following, He who was God become, became man, taking what he was not, but without losing what he was. Thus God became man. In this you have what is necessary for your weakness. And you have also what is necessary for your perfection. May Christ raise you up by this, by his being as men. May he lead you by his being as God-men. May he lead you even to his being as God. And with this, we can dare to say, that Christ's mysteries are our mysteries. Why? First of all, because Christ lived them for us in order to give us an example. Another reason by which the mysteries of Jesus belong to us is that in all of them, Christ shows himself to us as our example. In other words, he has come to be our model. It is to be the ideal of our souls. He is the one that has to be our hero because we want to imitate him. And of course, we imitate the saints by imitating Christ. We do not have to seek somewhere else than in him for the model of our perfection because he is the way. Another reason is because by living his mysteries, we become one with Christ. Now let us focus in this mystery. In his infinite wisdom, adorable wisdom, God the Father will that Jesus Christ, our head and our model, should be placed in the face of temptation. Why? To give us an example. And by his free choice, comfort victorious in order to teach us to do the same amidst temptation. This is one of the reasons of this mystery. There is all another reasons, but let us focus on this reason. We know that our blessed Lord stayed 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, in the midst of beasts, alone, in complete solitude, and in fasting. This is what the gospel tells us. But this is important in order to understand this mystery 
of the temptation of our blessed Lord, we have to recall some important things. Otherwise, we will never understand. We will, if we think that Jesus Christ is only God, we may be mistaken. For instance, Christ is like to us in our things. You can imagine then what it's like to be fasting for 40 days. Our, our Lord was hungry and we can suppose that he was exhausted. It is true that our blessed Lord shared in our infirmities and weakness, but his sacred humanity cannot sin. He didn't know sin. The soul of our Lord is not subject to ignorance, nor to error, nor to moral weakness. It is impossible. Also, his humanity did not experience those disorder movements that we have within us, which we experience as a result of original sin, of course. It follows that temptation, that the temptation that our Lord can undergo can be merely external. So he can only be tempted from without. It is impossible that he has these movements as we do. Also, the spirit that tempted our Lord did not know who was Christ. He didn't know that he was God. He didn't know that he was God because no creature can see God except, of course, in, in the beatific vision. And the devil is deprived of that forever. For instance, we cannot ask in a prayer for the conversion of the devil. It is impossible. Nor he could know the mysterious bond of union of divinity with, with his humanity in Jesus Christ. His knowledge was uncertain. The knowledge of the devil is, un is uncertain in these matters, as the temptation shows us. He wished then to know for sure if Christ was the Son of God, or at least to see if it was possible for him to triumph over him, since he certainly considered him an extraordinary being. So the tempter approached Jesus Christ and see him exhausted and he took that opportunity. He seeks to make him fall into gluttony. He did that so if he be son, the son of God, he, was, he has the power of working a miracle to satisfy this hunger. And by doing this, he was trying to lead or Lord to advance the hour of his father by doing a miracle of which the end was altogether personal. So he was tempted or blessed Lord to make a miracle. But our Lord did not fall into this trap. He does not perform the miracle suggested by the devil. But his answer was the same answer he gave to his disciples once. He says, my meat is to do the will 
of him that sent me. That is what he gives the devil to understand. That he is there to do the will of God. He will not anticipate the moment fixed by his father. So the devil knows also the human nature very well. So he knows that those who have attained high degree of perfection, those that say they have a certain degree of perfection and union with God, are far above the assaults of the appetites, the lower appetites of the senses. For instance, he knows that those people is difficult, it's difficult to tempt them in the for instance in, in, in things pertaining to lust or gluttony. That pertains to the flesh. So it's difficult for the devil to tempt the persons who are advanced in spirituality because it's difficult for them to fall. But he can seduce those persons, those people of pride and presumption. So he's, he's going from, from below, he's advancing another, another stage. So now he's tempting the upper part of the soul with pride and presumption. They can believe themselves to be better than others. This is the temptation of those people. They can believe that they themselves are better than others. And think that if they voluntarily expose themselves to danger, God owes them a special protection because of their fidelity, which is a mistake because they put themselves in the midst of temptation and therefore they will fall. The devil tries to tempt or bless the Lord in this way. If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written and then he keeps going. Notice that in order to make the suggestion more seductive, the devil uses the divine word to support it. So you, he, he uses good things to tempt people. But our Lord refutes him with another text. It is written again, he says, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy Lord, the, the Lord your God. The devil is defeated one more time. But there is one more assault of the devil. Now the devil takes our Lord upon a high mountain. He shows him all the kingdoms of the world. He shows before his eyes all the riches and glory. What a temptation for men. Riches and glory. I shall give you all this power and glory for it has been handed over to me and I may, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours, if you worship me. It's a sacrilegious. He was telling that to God. This is a very subtle temptation for men. In regards to, in regards to this, San, San, uh, San Ignatius of Loyola says that this is the way the devil lay snares for men, to bind them with chains. First, he is to tempt, to bind them to covet riches that they may more easily attain empty honors of, the, of this world. 
and then comes to overwinning pride. And from these three steps, the evil one leads to all other vices. In this way, he wanted to tempt our blessed Lord, but we know the response of our blessed Lord to this sacrilegious suggestion of the evil one. Be gone, Satan, for it is written, The Lord thy God shall thou adore, and him only shalt thou serve. So the devil is put in, into manifest, and then he flies. The prince of the darkness now knows himself to be entirely unmasked. There is nothing left for him but to withdraw. He shows us how we proceed in the midst of temptations. What can we learn out of this? Very important. We can say, following St. Augustine, that our Lord made us one with him when he chose to be tempted by Satan. In Christ we were tempted, all of us, for Christ received his flesh from our nature as we have seen. Now, if in Christ we have been tempted, in him we overcome the devil. We need to see ourselves as tempted in him. And also see ourselves as victorious in him, says St. Augustine, very wisely. From this, we can also say that if Christ, the incarnate word, the second person of the blessed Trinity, the Son of God, will to enter into battle with the devil's spirit, we should not be surprised if the members of his mystical body must follow the same path. Unfortunately, so many people, even pious people, think that temptation is a sign of reprobation. But most often it's not the case because you were acceptable to God. Because if you were acceptable to God, it was necessary that temptation should prove you. It is true that the devil can tempt us and he will do it. He will do it every day and tempt us strongly and tempt us just when we think that we are most secure from his snares at the hours of prayer, after Holy Communion, yes, even at those blessed moments, he can whisper thoughts against faith against hope. He can urge us to a spirit of independence and of revolt against the rights of God. He can raise up all the evil passions in us during those times. He can and he will, so be careful. And he will not fail to do it. Therefore, do not be surprised. Finally, never let us forget that Christ, our model, is our model in all things. He was tempted before us, and in him and by him we have triumphed. And we triumph still over the suggestions of the rebel spirits. 
This is the grace that the Savior won for us by this mystery. And there is to be found, and there is to be found the source of our confidence in the midst of temptations, in the midst of trials. This implies to have faith, though, in Christ and not to put faith in our deeds where we will ever find the secret of victory in faith and only in faith. And we ask for the increasing of faith through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary.